So uh, I think I, I probably already know the answer to this question. But what's your position on on cannabis legality as a whole, as far as adult use is concerned? Um, I think it should be regulated, you know, just like alcohol is or tobacco, you know, yeah. and under I, I understand that that it's taken a little bit of time to move, you know, but the door is open. Like we've got we've at least got our foot there. Like they can't close the door like it's yeah. opening. So, yeah, yeah, but I'm for it. Man, you go to other states where they have the programs and it's it's great for the people and it's great for the entrepreneurs and the growers and the people who believe in cannabis and want to be who want to nurture and be able to bring that product so that the people have it for research so that people have it for treatment. Yeah, it's there's a whole, you know, whole economy that's that's waiting to be untapped, you know, you know, that's one thing I keep saying to everybody. We, we've, uh, you know, we had the Industrial Revolution back in the 30s and 40s and 50s. And even into the 60s and 70s, really, before it started to drop off. And, and now we're kind of at that stalemate where things like Amazon are the big, big employers of the day. You know, come on, people. Uh we need yeah. that. We need that next big thing as a country, and really as a world, you know, to to keep projecting the economy on. Mm-hmm. And this is a double whammy to do it, because, like you say, not only would would you open up the doors for a multitude of research operations to take place, you know, which are going to benefit the medical field and patients as a whole. But you've got the whole industrial aspect as well. Exactly. That, Engineering. That, and, and then when you throw in the, the icing on the cake, is you're, you're doing one of the biggest carbon sequestering operations known to man by making these changes. It's just, it, it, I don't understand why we aren't already there. You know, I mean, you look at it. It's been how many years now since Colorado, Oregon, Washington, and California have had full adult use? The cat is out of the bag, number one, right? Uh-huh. And and number two, I don't see any reports of the sky falling in any of those states. Yeah, right. Welcome back to Gramps Place, where my guests and I discuss all things of public interest and anything else that might need a little changing in the good old USA, from ending the drug war and freeing those wrongfully imprisoned for crimes that have no victims, to making government more like what our forefathers intended of we the people again. I talk with doctors, scientists, politicians, and more, so you can make your own decisions on important issues in the USA. In this episode, I'm joined by Ross Martinez of VJ Farms in Palestine, Texas. Ross is the farmer and the visionary. He had the foresight to see the potential for their land and has spent the past several years researching, learning, and working to make VJ Farms come to fruition. The farm has been in the family for decades. 
And while he could continue to raise hay and cattle, Ross had a vision of bigger things that could be done with this family property. And so with the help of his family and close friends, was VJ Farms born in Palestine. Let's meet Ross and hear the story of VJ Farms in Texas. Hello, Ross, and thanks for joining me here on Grant's Place. I'm happy to be here. You work for and are the uh, or one of the founders of a place called VJ Farms here in Texas, correct? That's correct. Yeah, VJ Farms. We're in uh, we're here in East Texas in Palestine, um, just southeast of Dallas, about two hours. So Anderson County, Palestine, Texas. That's us. Okay, I know where I know where Palestine's at. Uh, what? Just curious, out of curiosity, what does VJ stand for? It was um, my grandparents who actually bought, who founded and bought the farm, Verda uh, and Giles Upton. Okay. So they had they had unique names, and we just wanted to include them. Of course, they're always going to be a part of it because you know, just being here for us. Your farm hasn't always been a hemp farm, then. It's been, it was been a farm long before that. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. It was bought. My grandfather bought it in, with the GI Bill um, in 1965, and okay. he was a, a pipe fitter um, in the oil fields. Uh, they lived in uh, Baytown, Texas, so they're on the coast, um, and would come here. Uh, with the family on the on the weekends, and when he was able to retire in the 80s, he uh, cleared some land, built a house, had some uh, hay pastures put in, and got some cattle. And when my youngest memories of coming to the farm were coming to work the cows, yeah, see grandma and grandpa. But those are good memories. <laughs> yeah, man, they were the best. Like every every kid should have something like that. Sure, I, I, up to, you know? I I grew up on a farm, so I can relate uh, totally. You didn't waste any time after 2019 when when the Texas legislature passed the uh, the the hemp bill, House Bill mm-hmm. 1325. Uh, how close to the first on the list were you in getting your license? Um, I think we were the eighth one to get it. I was, I can, I was up like at midnight trying to hit click and it wouldn't go through. So I was up like at on every hour until it went through. Um, you know, I didn't yeah. know how like if it was going to be a green rush. If like you know, I just the expectations were just. Nobody knew, you know. People, yeah. People are, we're still trying to figure out what's what, but yeah. So we got I, apparently we got the eighth one, and and we hit the ground running. We, I, it was crazy, like when we got that got that piece of paper in the mail. It was like, oh man, all right, <laughs> this is real. Like, yeah, I bet oh, this is real, you know. Yeah, to be yeah. being the, one of the first ten is something. Um, but what I'm just curious, what made you decide to that, that hemp was it? 
hemp was the way to go. Um, just my own experience with the plant, you know, what the powers that it has and, and knowing that, that that potential has not even begun to be untapped, you know, and knowing there was going to be a, a demand for that. And what we have here, like we're blessed with water here in East Texas. We get a lot of annual rainfall. Um, you know, we get a long growing season. Uh, we, we have challenges in our, in our, uh, in, in our climate, but we're able to deal with them. So, you know, you can grow hay out here and cows, all that other stuff, sure. watermelons, tomatoes, you can grow hemp, cannabis. Sure. Um, and we weren't doing cows anymore. Uh, we weren't cutting hay, we weren't cutting trees or anything like that. And we were actually to, to keep our ag like license or our, our exempt, our ag exemption. We, mm -hmm. Uh, we were doing wildlife management practices uh, okay. on the farm to stay legit with the state. And then we just saw this on the horizon. So we started for about 18 months. We were building greenhouses out and clearing land and buying equipment and going to, to other farms in different parts of the U.S. and seeing how they were doing it. And... Uh, wrapping our hands around what, what we were going to do but there like when we decided there was no turning back it was like we're doing this and that's it we're you know we're going to do it yeah and, man it's gonna it's it's already starting to swell you know it's getting people are starting to hear about it and they've asked questions and they're like what this is here this is legal this is here in texas so it feels it feels good to be on the, the pioneering Sure. Pioneering time uh, to this stuff. I, I bet you do get a lot of questions. Uh, so do you grow all in greenhouses or do you have outdoor grow too? Or? We do both. Yeah. Okay. Um, the first year we went really ambitious and we did an acre and we did one greenhouse uh, kind of at the same time and made like almost all the mistakes you could make, I think, you know, like, <laughs> But we are able to scrap together a pretty decent crop, and uh, and we're able to um, refine and make some products and get some stuff rolling. If, if it's so, any consolation, uh, just about everybody I talk to says that about their first go round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that there were a lot of lessons I mean, learned. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. You can read every book and and have it, even have some experience with growing just the plant itself but mm -hmm. once you get to farming it's a, it's a different ball game yeah I've, I've tried my hand back in the day you know several years ago before we had anything like we have with legal hemp laws and such today you know just mm -hmm. wild hair gonna grow something a little something and see what happens and i was never any good at it <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> it's funny to talk to people who like grew back in the day like or like Man, we would like, take the leaves off of. We smoked the leaves. We didn't even know about the buds or anything else. <laughs> Man, we've come a long way. Yeah, no doubt. Do you truly see hemp as an engine for Texas agriculture? Tell us why you think this this is the 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 end all be all. 
for agriculture? Um, I just, there's so much unlocked potential as far as hemp goes and the ways that you can grow it in the, the you know, with the dialing in of the genetics, they're going to find some that grow better in more heat because there are land races that can grow in, in, you know, more, more desert climates. So once they unlock that and get that ready, you know, all that dry land, you know, farmland out West Texas can be, can be cultivated, you know, instead of how it is now. Yeah. And that's just one, and that's just like one aspect, you know, I mean, the, like the Rio Grande Valley with how, with how fertile it is down there, we can get, I feel like if we can get the powers that, that run Houston with the industry down there, we can get Houston on, on board with like um, refining and, and processing hemp, you know, in addition to, or phase out of. I mean, we if we if we dedicated our farmland and we grow uh, corn even to hemp, I mean, we could drive some engines for sure. Oh yeah, it's it's. I mean, the, the cost. Everybody says, well, you don't get that much yield if you're talking about if you're talking about oil and gas and whatnot, which is where I think you're going with that. Uh, yeah, you're right. The yield is is not as great, but here's the thing: you can regrow it every three months. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, especially the industrial hemp, which is what you would use for that. I mean, that's just that's that that that, that capacity in in the oil capacity, the fiber capacity, uh, and the herd. Where where you're talking about hemp creek for construction materials? I mean, it's it's there are a lot of things it can be used for. It's just, it, and like you say, I don't know if you were, uh, did you go to the Texas Cannabis Policy Conference at Texas A&M a month or so ago? No, I, I wasn't able to make it down for that. Yeah, I, I was there. I, I actually, heard some recaps. Yeah, I actually I actually was sponsor of, of the event. Uh, but uh, they're doing some pretty amazing things with the genetics there. Uh, one that intrigued me the most, uh, where where they've about figured out how to how you can grow your hemp with no concerns of it ever going hot. Oh they're, yeah, they're they're mm-hmm. doing that with the genetics, you know, which is massive here because right now mm-hmm. if your your crop goes hot, you have no choice; you have to destroy it and show proof that you destroyed it, right? which is just yeah. completely nuts to me. There ought to be an avenue, which is something we've been talking to lawmakers about. I'm sure you have as well. There needs to be an avenue for you to do some kind of remedial use for that, whether it be just for yeah. for the for the, the textile end or something. You know what I mean? Uh, it yeah. doesn't need to be just, oh, you're completely out, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's not fair yeah. to you as the farmer. And I, Yeah, I wish they would you know, kind of get to the point where maybe we could, the threshold will be 1%, you know, 1% THC, you know, overall total cannabinoids, like it's not, it, it's not that much of a difference. I, I think there's just a, still a lot of misunderstanding with this plant. Sure there um, is, sure there, especially where and, lawmakers are concerned. <laughs> and 
Right. And where 0.3 and 1%, you know, looks like a, a big number, you know, in, in reality, what, it, what is that? What does that really, you know, translate to um, as far as for the, for the end product and the consumer? And what does that translate to for the farmer? It's a pain in the ass is what it is, but yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. I'm just happy to get to play ball regardless of the rules. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. I may not like the rules of the game, but I'm excited to be able to play ball. So we'll yeah. do what, it, what they ask. Pardon this short break for a word from our sponsors. Hey y'all. Are you enjoying the guests and content Gramps is bringing you each week? Did you know he does this all on his own? No production team and no producers. Just Gramps. If you like the show, please think about becoming a monthly supporter. It can be as little as 99 cents per month. You would be surprised at how much that can help. Just follow the link in the show description where it says support this podcast here. And as always, Gramps thanks you for listening and for your support. Welcome back to Gramps Place, the podcast where Gramps and his guests talk about all things cannabis and cannabis law reform, along with anything else that piques public interests. For no more than what we do have, it's still exciting times in Texas, believe me, Uh, compared to where we were just as little as four years ago, you know, so. Yeah. uh, we have come a long way. We got a long way to go, but we've come a long way. We got to get rid of a, a our lieutenant governor before we're going to get much else. I got a feeling, but yeah, he's pretty anti what we're yeah. doing. I guess he's he's you just know. his uh, big money donors are the ones that are really anti. If you ask me, you know, and and that's the and that's the deal. It's it's the big money. They didn't want to. They're trying to reap off their investments as much sure. as they can before the tides change. Absolutely. And I get it, but you know, it's still, and, it's, it, it's like they're throwing money away every month. So in, as far as the well, revenue side goes, and, you and know, that, and that, and that pressure is going to increase now that all of our neighbors have, more of an open cannabis market than we do, you know. Sure. We're you such want... a huge, huge overall market. I mean, you know, the economy overall of Texas is yeah massive. Yeah, you look at so, you look at with New Mexico just going with full adult use, and uh, Oklahoma has it on the ballot for November. So, which if it passes, and I'm pretty sure it will, uh. And I believe that that bill is written to where it goes into effect in February of next year if it passes in November. So, I mean, and that would be while we're in session. So I think that those are, yeah. like you say, I think those are both big things that are going to help us this go round. But mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be enough if Dan Patrick's still sitting in that seat where he can say, I don't like that bill. It's not going anywhere. You know. One man shouldn't have that power, but he does. Um, As long as he's sitting there, we've got to appeal to him. So we've got to change Mm -hmm. his mind uh, or get somebody else in that position. 
is easier said than done in Texas. At yeah. any rate, so of, of all the compounds, uh, the different cannabinoids, et cetera, in hemp, what are the what are the products that you're focused on bringing to the public? I've been most excited about CBG okay. as a as a cannabinoid um, for its you know for for hemp in Texas. Um, I'm really trying to go after new cannabis users, you know, mm-hmm. and people are are needing cannabis for therapeutics, for anxiety relief, for um, myriad cancer treatment, you know, pain, the list goes on and on. And as we've been able to look at these different compounds more, what we've been finding with CBG has just been really exciting and how it can, it can shrink tumors. It can ease, you know, anxiety with really no psychoactive effects because that can turn people off, you know, um, even CBD can be a tad bit psychoactive for people who are real sensitive to cannabis. So, oh, and it's really safe for dogs as well. So we can do a full spectrum CBG product um, with almost zero uh, traceable THC in it, which is great for dogs. Whereas if we had, you know, a full spectrum CBD product, that would be something we'd have to worry worry about because even a little bit of THC can be too much for the pups. Oh and yeah, oh yeah. It's a big product that we make. Okay. So, CBG is great. We also, of course, Delta Eight. Um, you know, CBD, CBG. We want to be able to have all the cannabinoids that we can that we can offer for people. You know. Sure. Uh, all the arrays for the different needs that need to be met here in Texas. Everything Texas. that's allowable within the law, that is. Right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. 100% within the law. So yeah. have so have you won any awards with your products yet? Yeah, um in 2020 we won the first year our first crop we won highest CBG uh for the yeah. the hemp the Texas Hemp Cup. Um this year we kind of missed the deadline with our planting and harvesting for for entering like I was I was cropping down when the final entry time was was cutoff was so i went we had a booth had a really good time got to party with everybody and the hemp community here in texas is awesome it's a big family sure can cheer everybody on it's growing there's like some amazing growers here in texas it's impressive what people are doing just in the just in the two years i got to be a judge Mm -hmm. in the uh the texas hemp awards Mm -hmm. uh this year which was exciting i I was kind of lucked into it but uh, that was kind of fun. Uh, I hope yeah. I get asked to do more, but we'll see. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I know this year I'm going to make sure I got my, my crops ready this year. So uh, I think I, I probably already know the answer to this question. But what's your position on, on cannabis legality as a whole as far as adult use is concerned? Um, I think it should be regulated, you know, just like alcohol is or tobacco, you know. Yeah. And under, I, I understand that that it's taken a little bit of time to move, you know. But the door is open. Like we've got, we've at least got our foot there. Like they can't close the door. Like it's yeah. an opening. So yeah, yeah. But I'm for it, man. You go to other states where they have the programs, and it's it's 
great for the people and it's great for the entrepreneurs and the growers and the people who believe in cannabis and want to be who want to nurture and be able to bring that product so that the people have it for research so that people have it for treatment yeah it's there's a whole there's a whole like you know whole economy that's that's waiting to be untapped you know you know that's one thing i keep saying to everybody we we've um you know, we had the industrial revolution back in the thirties and forties and fifties and even into the sixties and seventies, really before it started to drop off. And now we're kind of at that stalemate where, where things like Amazon are the big, big employers of the day, you know, come on people. Uh, we need yeah. that. We need that next big thing as a country, and really as a world, you know, to to keep projecting the economy on. Mm-hmm. And this is a double whammy to do it, because, like you say, not only would would you open up the doors for a multitude of research operations to take place, you know, which are going to benefit the medical field and patients as a whole. But you've got the whole industrial aspect as well. Exactly. That, Engineering. That, and, and then when you throw in the the icing on the cake is you're you're doing one of the biggest carbon sequestering operations known to man by making these changes. It's just it it I don't understand why we aren't already there, you know. I mean you look at it. It was 1996 when California went medical, right? It's been how many years now since Colorado, Oregon, Washington, and California have had full adult use? The cat is out of the bag, number one, right? Uh-huh. And and number two, I don't see any reports of the sky falling in any of those states. Right, right. You know, so yeah. why are we holding back? It doesn't make any sense. And it's nice to see that there are actually some people in Washington starting to say those things. Uh, people that are, are not the ones that been saying things. You know what I mean? It's some others that are coming up that are saying, look. Yeah. Why is this even and, an issue and, anymore? And, you know, it's we need to call those guys out. Like, you know, if they're if if pharmaceuticals are deep in their pockets or the lumber industry or whoever is deep in their pockets, they need to be called out and be like, this is why they vote. This is why they have this stance on this issue, because it doesn't make sense otherwise. You know, sure. as for a free market, if we're going to talk about free market capitalism and how we love freedom in Texas, <laughs> you know, freedom should, you know, <laughs> It's got to pertain to more than your ability, right? Can't just be your freedom to walk around with a with a pistol on your hip, you know? Yeah, there's got to be some real freedom. Got to be more than that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's like uh, there's a meme I see all the time on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, You know, it says that that uh, something along the lines, and I'll probably say this wrong, but uh. It's something along the lines of as long as nature is illegal, freedom doesn't exist. Yeah. 
And there's one that I made uh, that I, I use on my page all the time. Uh, it's actually, there's a, I have a cover photo of it that I put up. You know, I constantly change those to keep it new and fresh. But uh, the the cover photo is just a picture of a plant. And uh, I put the caption on it. In what society does it make sense to make nature illegal? Yeah. To me, that's a powerful question. Because exactly. we use like nature. The power, you know. You know, we use nature in so many ways already. Why yeah. why is this one aspect of it gotta be illegal? It hasn't harmed it's anyone. Control. Yeah, there you go. That's the key. Yeah. <laughs> we could talk control, about that man. for the next Pro- ten hours. <laughs> Pro- profits and control. Money money, baby. Yeah. Money. Greed talks. and control. That's it. Yeah. Well, and so- they got away with it for a long time. You know, they had the veil pulled down and now it's getting lifted and people are taking a while. It's taking a lot of people going to prison and some people never getting out. Lives being ruined. Lives being lost. Lives being lost. Indeed. Uh, yeah, that it's, it, we've got a long way to go in, as a state and as a nation uh, yet in this respect, in my opinion. But uh, we got... We've got to get some of them old timers out of there, I think, is our number one roadblock. We got too many mm-hmm. career politicians in Congress. In in Congress and the Senate. Yeah. You know, not so I much at the state you. level, but at the federal level, that's what the problem is. We get there's you, I mean, look at Nancy Pelosi. She's been there since I think eighty four. And and Mitch McConnell's not far behind her, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, people. Number one, you yeah. got enough. Get out of the way and let somebody else get there. You got enough, man. Yeah. And it's a club, too. You know? Oh, I yeah. Mean, oh, yeah. Behind the scenes, they are like, oh, yeah, that was a great one. You pulled all the cameras today. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that was great what you pulled, too. You know? Man, I mean, did you have to be so hard on us Democrats? Jeez, Louise. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. I keep telling everybody, they're all rubbing elbows behind when the cameras are turned yeah. on. They're all rubbing, laughing about it. Laughing all the way to the drinking bank. at the same restaurants at the same happy hours, having the same steak dinners, going over to each other's house for <sighs> dinner and everything else. You know, it's it's uh-huh. it's insane. But you know what? We could talk about that for the next 10 years and we probably won't solve it. And <laughs> not just the two of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, tell our listeners. uh where they can find VJ Farms, if you have a website, or where they can buy your products, all that good stuff. Yeah, so definitely on the internet at VJFarmsTexas.com, uh, and um, also at uh, at Instagram and Facebook, so at VJ Farms Texas. And then pretty much every weekend right now, um, Locally, we go to, on Saturdays, we go to the Waco, downtown's Waco Farmer's Market. Okay. Um, we, we also go to the Palestine Farmer's Market on Saturday. We are go- starting the Athens Farmer's Market. Um, the twice-monthly Lucas Farmer's Market up in North Dallas. And then every Sunday, we are in Galveston. Good Lord, that's the way to go. <laughs> yeah, it is. But we're getting out there, man. We're getting the word out, like, like ground level word of mouth, shaking the hands of people. Well, bumping fists, I guess. Sure. Having the that- conversations, doing a lot of education because people have questions. And 
you know, you can go into any head shop and get CBD and yeah. and and Delta Eight, but the person may or may not, you know, they're not they're not gonna. I mean, we grow this stuff, you know, so it's it, it's it's just a different experience when you're dealing with the farmer. Sure, sure, absolutely. Well, I want to thank you for coming on and telling us about your farm and about your products and all that good stuff. And I, I, I tell you, I wish you all the best of luck in the future and, and oh, man. stay in touch for sure. Thank I want to, I want to know how things are going. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on, man. I, I mean, we could even do this again sometime. Sure, sure. Well, I, it's fun, man. I, it's I will fun. definitely keep tabs and we'll, we're always open to have you on again. Cool. Maybe, yeah, uh, maybe I can come down and, uh, tour the farm when the crops in full bloom yeah definitely grants place the podcast where i bring you the doctors scientists patients politicians and ordinary everyday people to talk about anything and everything with facts and first-hand reports so you can make your own decisions on important issues Cannabis law reform, politics, criminal justice, government, and economics are just a few. As always, I thank you for listening and for your generous support.